Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Almost missed out one of the most Minnesota things I've ever been through on this show, Mike. Which is? that these two decided that they knew all about Florida and the education system and that how the entire state of Florida is. Mm. They have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Because well, you may want to notice this, that about 60% of the people that live in Florida are from New York, which is not exactly your far-right outfit. They have, a lot of them, yeah. They have kids there? Yeah, absolutely they do. Oh. The state of Florida is a magnificent state. Now it has little pockets, just like Minnesota is not exactly a barn burner in some of its areas either. Mm. So, yeah, to condemn an entire state just because of what the news told you is okay. ridiculous. It, it I wasn't didn't condemn it. Yes, you did. You, you All both she said, said she didn't want to send her kids to school we're, in Florida. She we're said talking she about never Florida live. schools, and he goes, would you send your kid to this school in Florida? I said, I wouldn't send my kid to a school in Florida, period. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not known for their great public schools. Oh, hey, don't say that. Where, where is that? I'm just saying that but they're not is? known for it. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, well, there you go. That's what I said. I, when I think of Florida, <clears throat> I mean, I've spent, I spent a lot of time in Florida. Not as much as you, but mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of time there. Spring training alone, you know. Oh, that's true, yeah. Adds yeah. up to about nine months of my life almost. And um, when I think of Florida, I think of the definitive moment when I sort of made my judgments about Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going down the highway and everything's nice. I'm going like 60 miles an hour like I'm supposed to. Sure. And I look at my rearview mirror and I see this guy who's probably going 90 in the ditch. Was that on 100? It's, well, it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, he, he just couldn't, he couldn't wait know. any longer. I know. And so I thought, you know, I don't know if I want to be in this state, but obviously. What does that have to do with the state? Um, it, it, it has to do with first impressions. So therefore, no wonder I have a completely different position. Right, because you... Because I kind of moved to a neighborhood kind of like where I grew up. Yeah. Well, it's not poor like my neighborhood was, Mm -hmm. but I live in a neighborhood that's probably 85% Jews. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's how I grew up. Yeah. I like that. Catholics, blacks, Jews, you know... Got some Spanish folks so, thrown in there. So yeah. is there a good delicatessen there? Oh, you can yeah. find some delis in Florida. See, that's the thing about Florida. I know there there used to be. I mean, when I when I used to be in Orlando in the summertime, yeah, they had they had the Wolfies. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was like Wolfies, what the south or, or mm-hmm. north, I guess. Yeah. And um, and it was like it reminded me of the old Nankin, not because of the food, but you'd walk into this cavernous restaurant. And you'd have like a one guy at the door. He'd say, uh, "How many?" And I'd say, "You know, two. And then he would hold up two fingers, and he would look about like fifty yards from him. Mm-hmm. And there's another guy standing up, and he's flashing the two, yeah. acknowledging that it's two. Yep. And it, the food was magnificent. I there's no question about it. You you find good deli food, you just found heaven. Yeah. Still mm. pisses me off. Well, you've got to have it. 
Carnegie Deli for Christ's oh, sake. I know. It's just plastic. Why would you close it? Uh, yeah, I... The one in New York was phenomenal. Well, yeah. No, I... I the, we used to sit... When I covered the Twins, we used to stay in this rundown hotel right off Times Square. Oh, sure, yeah. But we were a block away from the Carnegie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 55th uh, Street. Yeah, I spent a lot of time there. Or 55th Avenue with that... No, it'd be 55th Street, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I did too, Absolutely. It was wonderful going to Carnegie Deli because you sat at picnic tables, which I thought was hilarious in New York City. And they treated you just like garbage. Mm, they were always very nice. They would always to me. insult you when you came in, you know. Oh yes, you would get insulted. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's just how, especially if Henny Youngman were there, because he was there every day. Oh yeah, yeah. And he would. Everybody got bad mouths when Henny Youngman <laughs> yeah. was in there. Yeah. No, I, I think it's one of those situations where people, you know, judging in an entire state by things they've seen on TV, whether it's Minnesota or Florida or wherever it is, mm. like f from watching television, I used to think, God, I would love to live in San Francisco, but now I wouldn't live there if you gave me a house. Now, yeah. is that fair? Well, I think it's fair because uh, I totally agree with, with uh, Mark Twain. The, yeah, the, yeah, well, you're right. The coldest summer I ever spent, <laughs> the coldest winter I ever spent was summer in San Francisco. Summer in San Francisco. I never experienced a good day there. The weather's not great, that is it's true. It's not great. And, uh, of course, you can't afford to live there anyway. So. Oh, you got that right. But, no, we loved it. I said, still, see, I take it the opposite way. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a perfect example. First time I was ever in San Francisco, Andy was a newborn. Mm -hmm. Catherine and I are pushing him down the street in San Francisco in a baby stroller. And these two guys, one of them had his head on the other guy's shoulder. It was a gay couple, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, the older guy's driving, and the younger guy's leaning up against him. And the younger guy looks over at the stoplight, and he looks at Catherine, me, and Andy. And he goes, effing breeders. <laughs> like, that's funny. What? I love that. Oh, that's funny, though. Yeah. It's so stupid, it's funny. Right. You're lucky I didn't jump in that car and whip his ass, I'll tell you that. I mean, if somebody screamed out breeder to me, I'd say correct. Effing breeders. Okay, but correct. Like, I just think it's funny because it's so stupid. It's that's And where did this person right. come from? Breedy. Like, that's what I'm saying. The I'm whole, saying. The whole, what I'm saying is, if you want to condemn entire states, how did we'll I get after it. How did I condemn an entire state because I said I wouldn't want to send my kid to a public school in Florida? How did I condemn it? Because... Did, there are really good schools in that state. I, d I even said there probably right. is, but on an average, their numbers are way down. Now, when did I want to live 20 to 30 minutes away from you know most of my work? No, but I looked at some of the school stuff before I went there. So it's not insane for me to say, on average, they have the worst math scores. So if I'm going to pick where I'm going to live, it's probably, if I'm raising a kid, Probably not Florida. That's not an insane thing to say. That's not but based off of... the entire state is totally different. I'm sure I could find one, but if you're going to tell me on average, it's not a crazy thing for me to say is I would rather not send my kid to a public school in Florida. No? Okay, out, outstate, where would you send them? Outside of Minnesota, where would you send them? I haven't even done enough research to know, but I just know that like when we even looked up the math scores... They were the lead, you know, they were the number one and lowest math scores. I've looked at the math scores mm -hmm. across America. They're horrible everywhere. No, they're getting everywhere. worse everywhere. Yeah. They're terrible. Some of them are still okay, but they are getting worse. And, you know, I think both of you make a good point. Well, it's true. That's, and that's generally how it is. But they don't do that on the news, so people think they have to have a hard stand on a certain position. Yeah. Look, there are parts of Florida I would never live in. There's no question about that. But that's what Brittany just said about schools. No, but what I'm saying about it is there are certain parts of this state I would never live. 
No right. way. Same. I mm. and I I go to Florida every year. My parents live there. Get out of my Are state. You rich. I <laughs> get the hell away right? from me. I'm rich. I go pay for no. no I don't <laughs> yeah, pay, you for pay for anything. Nothing. I don't pay for anything. I just get the flight and go there. And then my mom watches Go Go, and I just hang out in a golf cart. Then, um, I love Florida. I have a blaster. I always go. Like I could see when, when you're I, not getting back in. I'm talking to DeSantis today, and you're not getting. <laughs> but back I'm telling in. you, their focus. <laughs> That when, and the places I have been in Florida have made it very clear is like I've been hanging out in retirement areas. Why yeah. would they put a lot of time and energy into schools in those areas? Well, yeah, because it is true that the the populations there don't want to, you know, they don't they don't want to pay for public schools, yeah. right. which is ridiculous because right. good public schools are the are the best thing you can do for a neighborhood. But um, but one of the problems is. That I see, if you if you want to look at this thing in the you know in the in a, a larger context, it's that everybody wants to kill public schools. Mm-hmm. It's on the uh, people on the left, people on the right. They they have different methods, and then and I think the people on the left, they 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 are more in, in favor of public schools than people on the right. Which you know a lot of people on the right call them government schools. No government schools. Yeah. So you know how they feel about it. Government schools. But, but you look at what's happening in Minneapolis, where uh, where it's just, you know, the people on the right obviously don't believe public schools. They just don't like them in general. Mm-hmm. The, the concept is is basically just, just odious to them. I've ne- I never liked school. I hated it. Well, no, I, I, I never learned a thing in school. No, but, nothing. But, but, you know, I think that was, that a lot of that was just because my brain was so messed up. And a lot of it was just because it, you do have you – know, the problem with schooling in general is that it's one-size-fits-all. You know what's really funny about that? And, and this, I guess, probably one of the reasons I get so touchy about Florida is when I talk to Minnesotans even about where in Florida. Oh, yeah, we go to Florida, Tom. We go to Florida. So where, so where do you go, Tom, to Bonita Springs or where do you go to Naples? Where you, I said, no, I, we have this place on the East Coast. What? Said, what do you mean, what? We have a place over on the east side. Minnesotans will not go to the east coast of Florida. They oh, really? won't do it. Uh, Louie Nanny's down there. Jerry Grudel, a friend of mine. Glenn Mason, see once <laughs> in a while. That's it. Minnesotans will not move to the east side. And you know why? Because hmm. they're afraid of New Yorkers. Really? Oh, there's no question about well, it. You know, Especially Jewish New Yorkers, Mike, as a matter of fact. When I, well, yeah, I can understand. That's true. When I was, I was 18, and I walked into this whole new world, not, not because it was on the university campus, because mm-hmm. I went to high school and junior high school there, but now I'm working at the, at the Daily. And and this is and it's really a I mean there's it's just a great bunch of people there because they're from everywhere, and I had people come up to me like like uh, there was a girl, she was from um, a small town, mm-hmm. and and she said to me, hey uh, Mike, um, you you must know the Shapiros uh, in uh, in New York Mills. <laughs> I said, well, I. I, I You're a know. Jew. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying like, mm-hmm. why would I know them? You know, because right. I didn't really even understand that people thought that way. <laughs> it's like, uh, and and also because I'm 18 and I have always been surrounded mostly by Gentiles. I never lived in a in a Jewish neighborhood. Yeah, grew that's up true. in a Catholic neighborhood. That's right. Cretan yeah. Avenue, mm-hmm. and you know, right by St. Thomas or close enough. 
And so I had no Judar at all. Judar. I love Judar, by the way. That was a real thing when we were kids. Sure. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. And I, well, I, I never even heard of it. So, like, I mean, I had kids that went to high school, you know, kids with names like Rubenstein. And I'm thinking, like, oh, I guess, I guess he was Jewish. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't know that. I mean, that's how stupid it was for me. But it's a whole new thing. And, and, and so it's just then you go into this, this large campus and there's people who look at you as a Jew, even when you really don't even look at yourself that way. Mm -hmm. So immediately you embrace that identity because you figure you probably should stand with your people. But until, but until so, yeah. then, I mean, yeah, my dad used to walk me up to Cecil's occasionally. Oh, God, I love Cecil's. Don't oh, bring I, up Cecil's. Oh, I know. We should go over there today. I had a, I had a, uh, a friend of mine brought me some uh, Humantoshans from oh, sure. Cecil's the other day, and they were... Oh my God! It was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I like. It's not real pure, but I like the apricot ones. Well, nothing wrong with that. No, it's just that you know traditionally it's got to be prune or poppy seed. No, I guess in closing, I, mean, I, I, I guess the, the reason I get offended is that condemning an entire state. Yeah. Because of one area, I just think I really wish human beings would get away from doing that. And schools, you know, the thing is, schools tend to be about as good as the property tax. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's right exactly right. Because yeah. because down where we hang out, those schools ain't exactly cheap. I will tell uh, you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it is sad, but you know, I mean, you if you can teach people, you know, there's homeschooling. And you don't need to be, you know, you, they're not, you don't need money for that. No. And, and I know people have been homeschooled, and they run the gamut. Oh, I bet. Obviously, they're some just, good, just as good so as good. the people who are teaching them. Yeah. But the, the fact is that, you know, that other, if you look at the big picture, yeah, public education, just like private education, takes it takes a lot of money to do it right yeah what well does and it's always about money i mean i was just thinking about that the only the only place that i don't like in america is houston texas and it's not because the people or anything like that mm -hmm. it's because they have the worst freeway system i've ever seen now why would you just say a sweeping generalization bad about houston because texas. i just gave you a reason i didn't like it because it's the freeway system sucks there's too many people there. Houston's, Houston's I, a nice place, and though. And I didn't condemn the entire state of Texas, now did I? Oh, well, the wait, entire city of Houston, though. But wait, are you <laughs> are you inferring that I condemned the whole state? No, he's you kept saying you hated Florida. He's implying it. He's not inferring it. <laughs> okay, are you implying that because by no means did I ever say that. In fact, I've told <laughs> yes, you a bunch you of glorious things. I just said I wouldn't send my kid to a public school there. You keep in saying Florida. In Florida. But in which part of Florida? That's I'm just saying, in general, I wouldn't. I, Why? If, 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 if I'm focused on education and I know that in general the, score, the schools, the public schools are the lowest. And so I'm not, the fact that you keep saying, well, I'm not condemning a whole state. I never condemned a whole state. Yes, you did. Because you I said, said several times that Florida, I don't like Florida. That's what you said. I've never said, said I don't like Florida. You didn't like where your parents live in Florida and Ooh. you never want oh, to go there Oh, you're such again. an asshole. You're <laughs> such. Right I walked right into that one. Did you know that? You Lisa wrote right in. Lisa wrote in. Lisa Holmes. Right into it. Hey, Britt. I lived in New England when I was a child. And when we moved to Florida, and then we moved to Florida, my twin sister and I were shocked to find how behind the school was. I was a child and oh, really yeah. noticed. Love you guys. Lisa. Well, I could say the same thing about North Minneapolis. I couldn't believe how bad the schools were. And, and the other thing, you know, uh, looking at the big picture again, is that when, when schools become politicized, 
Which they have been in which Florida. Which they have been, yes. Then nothing good can happen. Well, everywhere they've been politicized. Well, Look at San Francisco. Jesus. Well, yeah, sure. But that's, I mean, that's the culture of San Francisco. But it's also the culture. It, it's not all like that in the entire state of Florida. It's just not. Oh, no. Well, you know, I'm sure it isn't. I'm sure that not everybody goes by the letter of the stupid law no. in Florida. But it is an obstacle. I don't know. I mean, it's it's the thing about schooling in general is that you know there are there are there just are it, everything changes when you go from one district to another it does and yeah. even from one school greatly. within the district greatly changes greatly too. remember it's it was little. it's been a long time now but a group of uh, liberals decided that they were going to correct all the problems with new york public schools well they were okay. and they came in and they spent like like hundreds of millions of dollars and i think it was people like i i don't know for sure but it seems like it was people like Jeff Bezos, people like that. Oh, sure. They were going to yeah. fix everything. Yeah, that's right. It was him. You're yeah, right. they were going to yeah. fix everything. Well, it was a good idea. But after they poured all this money in, you know, and, and waited a few years, it turned out that the money didn't even help. No. Because, you know, because schooling begins at home. No, if your parents don't care about schooling, you're not going to care about it either. There's no question about that. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I'm not the one to talk to about education because I never, ever liked going to school. No, I couldn't stand it. I did. Well, Dad, you see, there you go. You didn't like it either. No, well, because I couldn't learn the way you were supposed to learn. Right. right. And I think that that's, that's why I say one size fits all because, you know, it's, the idea uh, is, is probably a good one to begin with. But you, you just can't, you can't take 30 kids in a classroom and think that they're all going to learn the way you want them to learn. No, that's yeah. not going to happen. And well, most of us, like, probably were just wasting our time there. You know, and there's so many amazing charter schools here in Minnesota that will pivot to that. I mean, there's ones that will lean towards STEM, their hands-on. There's a zoo school um, that the is... what school? It's called the Zoo School. Mm -hmm. It's, like, hands-on, and um, it's over by the zoo. It's it's just amazing. There's all these crazy, amazing schools that are funded in Minnesota that are, you, is like, at our charter schools that are free. And so, mm -hmm. like, I think about how many different jobs there are, right, Mike? Like, you're amazing at some things, but maybe you're not great at classic traditional school, mm -hmm. you know, learning. So it, what would be beneficial is if you see your kid is struggling in that and you are able to pivot and take them somewhere else and you go, oh, they excel at this. Like maybe they'll want to do construction because they, they're mm -hmm. really good with hands-on or maybe they'll want to lean toward it. So I think that's where you go. You the have to figure out what works for your kid and lean into that. But the problem with charter schools is that so many of them are uh, for profit. Absolutely. Yeah. And that doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't work. If they're in there just to try to make money, no, forget about it. I just don't think the education system in this world is very good. Yeah, well, I agree. I mean, because... The entire world because, sucks. You know, we, what we need to do is get back to the core of it, which is the Socratic method. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, you got to... I mean, but, of course, you know, in my family, we argued every day. But arguing is the best way to learn. I would agree. And I still love the fact that you got pissed off because the three R's aren't really the three R's. That's <laughs> actually a good point. That really is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Like, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Arithmetic. Word two, you're in the wrong. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Yeah, that is. A, that, that really is a, just a bad symbol. The three there. R's, reading, yeah. writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. Uh, now... Now, like, you know, and uh, That's very funny. What, I, what, what I see happening in, in a lot of schools now 
is that it's reading, writing, and religion. And that I really don't like. There's a lot of religion in public schools now? Uh, well, it depends where you are. Really? Oh, hell yeah. Where? Yeah, I just don't. He- I In my neighborhood and the, pe- the moms I talk to and, like, you know, I've got my neighbor Priscilla. She's got two kiddos in, uh, you know, Eden Prairie. I never hear that. You guys talk about that. I never hear about I that. I think Eden Prairie is a pretty good school system. I, I uh, but um, but no. In terms of religion, uh, it's it just it depends where you are. I mean, if you're in the deep south. Um, oh, I'm sure there's a lot of religion down well, there. Well, remember yeah. the Supreme Court decided that that you know the football coach could basically conduct a gospel meeting on the 50 yard line before a <laughs> oh, game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. mean, and that should never happen. Well, I would have to agree with that. Uh, that's just well, well, sickening to me. But I mean, one thing I will tell you: uh, you take the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Most places in Mississippi, I wouldn't want to live. Right. Yeah. But on the Gulf Coast, it is spectacularly oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Biloxi. Yep. Biloxi and Gulfport. Yeah. Gorgeous areas. Very yeah, nice are. people. Not a lot of morons. That whole deal. That because people always picture that. Although I was told a story about a guy about three, four years. Well, no, it was about five years ago now. And he walked into a bank in Mississippi. Was in, let's say, central Mississippi is a good way to put it. He's doing that territory. He's a sales guy. He walks into a bank to sell. I don't even know what he, what he sold the banks, but something. And he walks in, and the owner of the bank criticized him because he did something wrong. He didn't, I don't know, still had his hat on indoors or some damn thing, something like that. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal, right? Yeah. So he said, don't you ever come back in here wearing, I think it was because he was wearing his hat. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever come in my bank again wearing a hat. You go through that door, you take your hat off, and I'm just telling you, I'm not going to put up with it. So now that you understand, we can be friends, and so come on in, we'll talk. So he takes, uh, the owner of the bank takes him in his office, and it's just covered with old, old Miss memorabilia, mm-hmm. right? And so my friend, trying to make up a little lost ground, says, yeah. oh, so you're a big uh, old Miss fan. That's a great school. you got a lot of talent. He goes, let me tell you something, kid. <laughs> we got this big end coming next year. You ain't gonna believe how big yeah. and good that big end is. He starts using the big end for the guy he's never even met. Oh, like, that's what the that's, hell? That's if you can do that in front of a stranger, Jesus. you know that person is saying it all the time. Oh, yeah. oh no, racism is definitely alive and well down oh, in parts no of the doubt. south. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. Well, my dad taught me that. Did he going to the? Going to school in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it uh, it wasn't pretty. Isn't that sad? You go through all that stuff. But the thing oh. is, like if you're in a, if you're in a place like Tulsa, for example, and there, are, you know, I, I have a lot of relatives. Well, I don't have a lot of relatives, but the ones I have, a lot of them came from Tulsa, lived in Tulsa, and um, the the thing is that there's a culture there. So you, mm-hmm. it's like the 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 big you know. The big blonde kid with the cement head, uh, who who's trying to beat you up every day, um, which is what happened with my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about like six generations of Ku Klux Klaners. Yeah, there now, you go. Now, this kid may come from a family that that doesn't even want to hear Ku Klux Klan uttered, but it's in the DNA. There was a kid in my neighborhood, on, I'm telling you, he lived on about 23rd and, well, I don't really want to say the street, mm-hmm. but right there in the middle of North Minneapolis, right out in front of his house, and, you know, those old, you know, big peaks, had the big window at the very top, mm-hmm. kind of in the yeah. peak. Mm-hmm. 
hung a Nazi flag out that window. That's I'm like, really? In North Minneapolis, you got a Nazi flag Jesus flying, do you? Christ. Like, what the? He well, was like, that's, that's, you know, that's sim- symbolically what it was like for my dad in Tulsa. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because that stuff was okay. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I, went to, I went to Tulsa. I was probably, uh, I was probably like 16. And, and one year, I was starting to kind of see, pay more attention to the things around me. And uh, I remember driving down the street near my grandmother's place, and there was a place called the Bojingles Bar. Bojingles, not Bojangles? No, well, they, they got it wrong. Oh, they got it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there was a neon sign. There's a neon sign, a flashing neon shine, that shows a black guy with a top hat and a cane shuffling for the benefit of white people obviously I wrote that i painted that you know that, <laughs> it's art though that. you can't criticize no, art. Art. Right. Okay. Yeah. well what it is of course it was a tribute to tradition that's that's what yeah they, oh, that's, that's what they yeah. said yeah. about the confederate flag yeah, yeah. you know well sure. it doesn't mean we we want to secede which of course meant it did but <laughs> but you know there were you can't erase history uh, yeah well i think you can actually well, i'm just saying i i, I just literally I don't like it when people condemn entire areas or this or that or the other thing because, like, seriously, every place I've been in America and most places I've been on vacation, I don't, I don't see a lot of that assholeianism going on. Thing and, and I can tell you this because I have two kids who have worked in public schools. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, they will tell you that it, it kind of just depends. There are, there are horrible are. public schools. Oh, and, yes, and when you absolutely. get into areas, again, where the property taxes are high. Yep, uh, they're better. And you go into, like, a, like Edina, for example, or Wyzetta, they're, they're really almost pub, a private schools. Yes, they are. So it just depends. And then, you know, unfortunately, there are schools uh, that are, you know, like typically in first or second ring suburbs mm-hmm. where um, you can't teach anyone anything. No, that's very, very true. That's a... It's a, a, a it's not a job that I'd want, I will tell no, you. No, and, and the schools reflect what's going on in, in society. So if the schools well, are rotting, you know, you know that just, we got to fix things. But nobody knows how. But nobody knows how to fix our schools. That's no. the whole problem. And what are you going to do? I don't know. We do have to take a break because we might learn a few things from Kristen Burt, do you think? I hope so. I love her. But here, closing, let me say this. No matter what it is, the subject it is, to condemn all of one thing, I think, is a bad idea. You look I at it. I'm not arguing okay, with you. Okay, good. I'm just making don't... a statement okay. here. Okay. So shut up over not there. Not a problem, yes, sir. Pill. I'm a good follower. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you wanted to to appease you, right? Yes. Agree with everything I say. No, I just don't like it when people condemn a huge thing. It's not all the same. It's not even close to all the same. You know, that's just it's a whole deal. And I hear that all the time. Like, oh my God, because they're as I said. Mississippi, most of it, I wouldn't want to be hanging out down there. Mm-hmm. But down on the golf course, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and, just and, weird. And in most of the country, you could say this, uh, no matter where you are, people sort themselves into enclaves. Oh, do they ever. Oh, yeah, there's no... When I lived in Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. it was very enclave there, yeah. I will tell yeah. you that. Yeah, well, and it was... I mean, that's one thing I could say mm-hmm. about going to living on Cretan Avenue, you know. It was... Um, School was the people might have been to some extent, but this, but you know, you had like one kid sitting next to you. His dad probably worked at the Ford plant. Yeah. And there was another kid on uh, sitting next to you. His, his dad might have been, you know, might have taught political science at the U of M. Mm-hmm. So, 
but less and less, we're, we're seeing less and less of that now. Yeah, we are. That, that's very, very true. And part of the reason is there's no Ford plant anymore. Nope, there's just a big hole in the ground. They never did build anything there, did they? Oh, they are now. Oh, they are building something They've been saying that for about (laughs) 10 years Well, they've been arguing a lot about it. You sure have been. What do they want to put there? Well, the biggest problem is that St. Thomas, they want to basically capture all the land. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, of course, you know, being St. Thomas, what they want the land for is it's, it's not like schooling or teaching. It's for the athletic department. Oh, I'm sure it is, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful spot. Sense. Oh, right it there is, in the river. Yeah. Right yeah. there in the river is gorgeous. Yeah, uh, I remember when they built a bunch of housing right there, too, and it was just, it's just beautiful spot. And you can walk to Cecil's. That's right. Oh, hell yes, you part. can. What was the name of that bar that you had to walk upstairs? Our buddy owned it. Nice Jewish boy from, Not, from St. Louis Park. Not Where Tiffany's. was it? Tiff's? No. Oh, God. It was it was literally right across the street from the Ford plant. Oh, yeah, I, I know the one you're talking about. What was the name of that club? I loved going there. Someone will write in on the break, and then we'll get I it. I absolutely loved going over there because he, I, can't, I don't remember his name anymore because it's a long time, but he, he unfortunately died quite young, but there might have been intentional, if you know what I'm saying. But in any case, so yeah, that's all I'm saying. It, I think the reason I get so touchy about this on the way out here is when you watch the news, whether it's Fox or it's CNN or whatever, you only hear one side of everything, and I've grown very touchy about that. Mm-hmm. I want to hear all sides to a story, not just your political side, where because it's all about making money. Yeah, It's money, 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 and our schools are now all about bringing in more money, and where does that money go? I mean, it, it's so true, too. I mean, it's it's actually embarrassing, but when we were looking at where to live, the reason our area costs more money is because of the school. And so then you go, yeah, well, you yeah, already yeah. right there, you got problems, people <clears throat> getting filtering out, and that's that's a terrible feeling, and you're right. That's what I'm saying. You finally took me in half an hour for you two hun yucks to finally see the light. Yeah, Tevin. Don't, don't wrap me up in the hun yuck. <laughs> you don't want to be a hun yuckness? No, I'm not a hun yuck. Okay, never mind then. But I stand with Brittany. Do you think... Oh, you're such an ass kisser. It's unbelievable. For what can I get him? Why ass would he kiss my ass? I do nothing for anyone. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, let's stab the honky man. That's all oh, it's all about. Oh, baby. That's what Tom. it's about, Mike. We're going to well, get you a bottle and, on the And break. you know, the thing is that, I that do, people. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Me too. Me too. <laughs> and the, the people who have the money, or the, or the uh, it might not be the money, it might be the uh, congressional district that's safe. Yes. Um, they they want us to hate each other. They do. No, you're right. That's and that's a big part of it too. They uh, the news wants us to hate each other. There's a lot of money in hatred. There's and, no doubt. And the interesting thing, uh, I won't say anything more after this, but the interesting thing to me, you know, you've got these these eight Republicans who want to shut the government. Down. I know. What the hell are they doing? But what's what's interesting about it is, you know, they they their their culture is that you never compromise, you know, you, you, because mm-hmm. that, that all started with Newt Gingrich when he said Republicans will rule forever. And he had this glossary of terrible things. He actually provi- provided people on the right with a glossary of things that they should call people on the left. And it's like communist, socialist, you know, that's pain sort of in thing. the ass. Yeah. Pain things in the like ass. That, yeah. yeah. And, and, but the, but the interesting thing is that if you, if you cultivate people, who don't believe in in, uh, in compromise of any kind, eventually those people will refuse to co- to compromise within their own party. That's what's going on right which now. Which is what's on, happening on now. On both sides. Yeah. 
Our both our look, I love Democrats, I love Republicans. I do not like far left and far right people. I'm not going to sit here and criticize them because I don't hang around them. I don't know what the hell. I have no, if you can't see past, you know, the hand in front of your face, mm. i got no time for you. I mean, geez, unless you believe with everything I believe, I don't want anything to do with it. It's like, of course I, I had a different life. I'm not going to believe everything you believe. Yeah. We've had different lives. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. A lot of it is just about those lives and the way, the way you grew up and the things that your family believes mm-hmm. and the values. Yeah. And then you're supposed to be you know hard left hard right hard Not center well, there is no hard center there is anymore. no hard center no nobody can find the <laughs> we center we can all agree on one thing though we want chris and bird on the show and oh, if we hell want yes. her on we definitely have to take a break don't take over the show. I would just never. For that, just for that, I'm not going to let her on at all. Oh, don't make her pay because she's, of she's my. She's paying the price because of you. <laughs> Kristen Burt, right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. It's Tommy B for Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Normally, I'd be saying the boys of summer are done, and it's time for root beer floats with the kids after football or soccer practice. But with your Win Twins Minnesota Twins still in the playoffs, it might be time for some adult sweet beverages to cheer on our hometown team, Made with delicious gluten-free Killebrew root beer, of course. Might I recommend you consider this recipe for your Killebrew root beer rum creams? You just need three ingredients. It starts with black spice rum, then add frothy cold Killebrew root beer next. A drop of Bailey's. Oh, my gosh. You found October heaven in a glass. Whether you watch at home or at Target Field or just take it in the fall colors, try the root beer and cream soda my family absolutely loves, Killebrew. Head to killebrewrootbeer.com for your nearest store and pick up a six-pack or a case. Herbie, you're up to bat. There's only one old-fashioned root beer that delivers that Hall of Fame taste to thirsty fans everywhere. Take it from me, Ken Herbeck, Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B, Brittany Arneson, yes, that Brittany Arneson, along with Tom's pals Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, 
as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. God, uh, just, this just popped up. Ladies and gentlemen, five officers have reportedly been shot in what is described by Benton County Sheriff as a critical incident in Glen Dorado Township near Princeton, Minnesota. Oh. Uh, this morning, three of the officers have been rushed to North Memorial Medical Center. Two officers are being treated in St. Cloud. There has been no official word on the conditions of the officers, but the injury is thought to be non-life-threatening, thank God. The man who shot them is being contained is what it says, but this is exactly what I'm talking about. So five guys get shot. Why? Because all cops are bad. Mm. It's exactly what I've been talking about. You cannot say this whole thing is bad. It just doesn't work. It's a really, really bad idea. So five guys, looks like they're all going to survive, thank God. I know Kristen's not saying a word because I think you're the one being detained because you did it. (laughs) Is that what this is all about? I'm sure that's exactly what it is. They've contained me in my closet in in Los Angeles. (laughs) You're in your closet. (laughs) Across the country. (laughs) No question. No, we're just talking about people and just how they see only one side of issues, and it drives me nuts. I hate that. Yeah, I, I think what drives me nuts is that people have no sort of understanding of how to comprehend. There's no reading comprehension. There's no, which I think falls into all of this. It's just. Well, so you were listening? I was listening. So you know exactly what we're talking about. Comprehension is a huge problem. Comprehension. Yeah. And people only read headlines and then they're like, how dare you? And I'm right. Like, you right. Read the article. I can promise you that. <laughs> so were you listening when I said, I don't want to talk to Kristen Burt today. Forget it. I didn't. I saw Britt save the entire show. <laughs> exactly. She saved the day, ladies and well, gentlemen. Let's face it. You can't win this argument. Which, Everybody, which argument? Everybody's going to side. Everybody's going to side with Brittany. You've decided. No, I just saying she's, you know, she with her demeanor, people and people will immediately will rush to her uh, not me, but people will rush to her defense. <laughs> but no, I will. I I got her back. Thanks, Kristen. The difference is is we're having two different fights. My fight is I said I wouldn't send my kid to a public school in Florida broadly, and it was a a, a broad statement agreed. And Tom decided that I said I hate Florida. Florida's the worst. Florida, let's cut it off. So I wouldn't I send my child step, to a school in Florida means the entire state. So step one is we need to find out what argument we're having. And then I will also, Mike, agree with Tom that I shouldn't. If I, if you, if I said I hate Florida, they have no redeeming qualities, I would also agree with you I was wrong. That's not the issue. You said I would not send my child to a school in Florida. Nope. You never said See, one this is why this is why I'd rather live in California because yeah. I think it's oh, a little God. more laid back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Go-Go could really... learn to surf, live that aloha right. lifestyle. Oh, my gosh. Nope. She and I would trade wardrobe. I was asking her for <laughs> Go-Go's sweater details because I'm like, I want to get that sweater. <laughs> no, look, I, as I've said many, many times, I haven't been there in a long time now, but I, we used to love going to San Francisco and then up to the wine country, and mm-hmm. I loved the time I spent in L.A. I lived in Chicago. I lived in New York, lived in northern Florida, lived in southern Florida. I've lived all over the place. 
I like 99% of the places I live. You wouldn't, you didn't want to raise your kids in New York. No, but not, not 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. Yeah, but you said, I moved back to Minnesota because I didn't want to raise, you've said this so many times, I didn't want to raise my kids in New York. I don't want to raise my kids 20th in New York. 20th Street and 2nd Avenue, I've always been very clear about that. It, you don't want to raise a kid in the middle of, of Manhattan. And, I, and I'm I, sure you know where in, where in California I would love to be, the one place I'd love to be. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Palm Springs. At, I'm headed there tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, you go to Palm Springs tomorrow? What are you doing to Palm Springs? Um, my cousins are in town. We are going to Joshua Tree to go see oh, yeah. the eclipse. I yeah. tell you what, Palm Springs is a ma- I loved, I never did like L.A., i got to be honest with you. I never ca- did care for that too much because of the people, not the city. Yeah. Not my kind of people. Uh, but San Francisco, we've always loved. I mean, all of, going up to Muir Woods and all that stuff up there is just spectacularly beautiful. Although, uh, my favorite Muir Woods story is... This guy's leaning up against a tree with his legs crossed, and he's got his eyes closed, and he's meditating. So as we're walking by, I go, Catherine, be quiet. Guy's over here meditating, and I don't want to disturb him. And so as we're going around him, he wasn't meditating because he projectile vomited right, oh. as, we, right as we walked. Well, that probably gave him some insights, though. <laughs> yeah. it did. Who knows? Maybe that's what happens when you meditate too hard. Yeah, I've exactly. never meditated. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're symbolically, you're, you know, you're Flushing just getting rid of all, this, all the bile. That's what it is. Yeah, it was a purge. That's exactly right. Beautiful, beautiful. No, I don't know. Like I said, I just, I, I I think I'm getting worn out specifically because of television news, because they take way left or way right positions, and it's driving me nuts. I just don't want to hear it. But don't watch. I mean, your life is better if you don't watch. And but you just, I have to know the news to do this job. But you can read the news, and you can That's read unbiased news without. AP News it just offers you. Is AP not biased? Straight down the middle. It is oh, literally just like facts. That. They are not allowed to be left nor right. Reuters is another one. Your BBC is pretty good. You're going to get some good just. And the good thing about, you know, reading overseas, you're going to get other filters of what we don't get over here. Because sometimes yeah. they censor the news a little bit more. And, and, and I'm, shit, I'm reading. But. I'm reading and I, I'm proud to say it. I'm reading the New York Times these last few days about what's going on in, in, in Israel. And it's like they've got like 14 reporters in Israel right mm-hmm. now. You know, whereas, um, you know, you get, the, you get the news from any of the networks, you know. They, they might have one or two people in there. But, they, but, yeah. but the New York Times has 14 people and like 10 of them speak, speak Hebrew and 10 of them can, can speak whatever language mm-hmm. the Palestinians are speaking. And uh, they probably are divided in what they speak too, but but you know it's this is what this is why I like the New York Times because and these are people who have been studying this conflict for decades. Mm-hmm. So you know I I think it's I don't notice. I mean, what kind of bias is there to be had when you're reporting on something? The humanity like crisis. No, yeah. It is yeah. so sad. Yeah. It, it is, is incredibly sad what is happening, and I, I you know I I understand some people have to take a step back because the news is so horrific. Mm-hmm. But try and at least stay in touch with the overarching storyline because 
I, I think this has bigger ramifications than just Israel, oh, yeah. just oh, Palestine, yeah. and but, just the Gaza you know, Like I said, the people on this show went after me two weeks ago when I predicted it was going to happen. You guys went after me. Let's not forget that. Nobody well, can remember this conversation. Oh, I must no, not no, 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 it. Not. Oh, no. Kristen, you were there. It was you and Tevin. And but it wasn't prefer- about Israel. Oh, no, no, no. I know. It was, too. <laughs> it was I it specifically the African continent and the land bridge that goes across to Israel. Did anybody come up with the tape on this? Because no. I just we have it. You guys, you it must have got so deleted. Full of shit. It must have got deleted. I'm not talking something. to any people anymore. Seriously. <laughs> they dropped the S bomb. I am here to tell you, honest to God, that, and I will say this again. And if anybody wants to argue, that's fine with me. America is one of the least racist countries in the world. I'm not saying it's perfect because it's a hell of a long way from perfect, but it's a hell of a lot better than 99 percent of the other places well, on right. this planet. Just wait, though. Well, yeah, but I don't want to just wait. That's the whole problem. Well, right. You know? I, I think Americans are better at hiding it than other countries. That I is don't. my thought. I, I think a lot of it's underground. Oh, you're talking about the hatred of white people? Is that what you're talking racism. about? Racism, no. Just racism. No, you're talking about the hatred of white people. You're hiding no. it, doesn't it? I don't experience <laughs> racism as a white person. I just don't. Don't you? I can, there's sexism as a woman. I suppose, not, yeah, that's true. I don't experience racism as a white person. I don't experience any of that stuff because nobody will come near me. Shocking. I wonder why. <laughs> Believe me, it was planned. Well, it you know, and, was and, and Tom, you and I both have m- many memories of growing up, and we had friends whose mothers, or most usually would be the mothers because they were home during mm-hmm. the day, yeah, yeah. And who just wouldn't let us in their home. Oh, I was. I talked about that earlier on I know, the show. I know. I was listening. Yeah, to that. I, yeah, they wouldn't let me in the in their homes. Yeah, That's, and I had I I, yeah. as, as a Jew, I experienced the same thing. I'm sure. Uh, the world is different now. It really is. And really, you know, I, I hear people say all the time, well, well, I prefer, you know, I, I, I like the South better because they're, they, they're, they're just open about it. And they tell you they hate you. And, <laughs> no and I would rather they not tell me. I would love it. That, I would that, love to never know anyone's opinion I mean, about me. Is that a character? Or, yeah. Oh, that would yeah. be good. Yeah, that would be good. Know. But Minnesotans I'd be big a mouth. people I would be like fighting them back. Right. That's what you think? <laughs> Minnesota is one of the most, most judgmental states in the United States. We're very judgmental people here. I, I felt why. that when I lived there. Absolutely My, my you did. favorite thing would be like, where did you come from? Los Angeles. Oh, I hate it there. And I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, then they, and then I would say, oh, well, when, where did you visit? Oh, I've never been. Minnesota yeah, has, every time I talk to anybody who's a transplant, they say the hardest time is breaking into a social circle because... We have that small town vibe of we grew up who we grew up with and we're mm-hmm. sticking with that circle. We'll be nice to everybody. We are. We are nice to everyone. We'll tell you where to go. We'll help you with this and that. But well, inviting nice you into inviting, inviting somebody into their your house is so rare. And that is right. just a fact in Minnesota. And I don't know if it's like the harsh winters where we like buckle down and don't whatever. I don't know what it is, but no, it's true. just assholes. That's what it is. Yeah, well, I, I was super lonely in Minnesota. I'm not going to lie. And I moved to New York City at 17, knowing zero people mm-hmm. and had the time of my life and yeah. moved to California. I did have a community when I moved to California, but just much easier to meet people than it was in Minnesota. And, and my work hours didn't help either. I, I will say that. But it was one of those situations. It was I cried a lot. People would be like, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Lonely. <laughs> and like, I was so lucky. Like, our next door neighbors, Priscilla, the Goldens, we have the mentality, the same mentality. My door is literally always open. We, it's why mm-hmm. we had a foster, a pregnant foster dog. I wanted people in and out of our house to meet, you know, whatever. 
I love them. I love people coming in my house. My husband at first was like, what the hell is going on? Because he's from a small town. He was like, what do you, I'm like, I. And by the way, take their shoes off, okay? No. They got to take their shoes I off mean, when they come in. Yeah, true. I, I just, I love the idea. I I love that my parents stole, sold their house in Woodbury and they come stay with us. I love when people come stay with us. I love, I would love, Kristen, if you were living here, I'd love you to come over. But that's not always the truth in minnesota we have a yeah. weird boundary with our house well, i found that to be true you know back in the days when i'd come over to your place just come on and over. your mom just you know she more people the better i know my, my mom will never ask you how many people you're bringing oh, but she'll do. have enough food she would prefer babies though she would yeah could, you, you like could babies. reproduce quickly you, you could pick up a baby on the way and that's how i grew up is my mom was i was like hey can me and my friends come over she never asked how many and like make that many sandwiches she'd have a, enough sandwiches for like a football mm. team and just hope that that many people showed up. But yeah, that's definitely a different, like Tom, you are like, you like hanging out in your cul-de-sac, but do people come in your house? Oh God, yeah, but my neighbors are, we have oh, literally 10 houses of just wonderful people. You weren't always like that though. What do you mean? Like your Golden Valley house, you made it clear that it was, it was kind on of- an island behind a gate. Was that a, <laughs> a clue? But do you, was that <laughs> your welcoming? Was that your mentality? <laughs> Or was that the I think it was, situational? It was, a, it was a period that he was going through, I think. That was a day, that was a time when I had to have an armed bodyguard yeah. with me everywhere I went. Yeah. And I just got very yeah. concerned for my family. That's why we bought the island and built a house out there, because I was worried about my family. Sometimes, though, I will say it can be tough to make friends Yeah. when you've got like a 300-pound weightlifter with a uh, with an M15 yeah. standing next to you. You know that tends to tends to kind of. I'm having a lot of hard. True. I'm having a lot of hard time making friends right now. Because yeah. Gogo's not in school, so we go to parks, and I try to talk to moms, but they're very much so, and it's probably the like kind of lioness mentality of like guarding their. But I try to talk to them and like see if they want to like hang out ever, and there's always a shut down well you just what you have to do is just invite them to play pickleball <laughs> that's it so, you know here's an example of, of different lives leonard i can't remember his last name skinner not skinner Catherine was on his jury for seven months mm-hmm. for double murder leonard god i can't believe i can't remember his last name he's dead now actually mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Catherine was on his she was on his jury for like seven or eight months Jeez. they finally found him guilty of double murder and the great thing about it is he killed his, I think, sister, either his sister or his wife. I think it was his sister. Killed her and then hired an attorney. Maybe both. Yeah, maybe. That could be. Yeah. It's like Chinatown. Hired an attorney, killed him too. Oh. <laughs> it's like, Dang. okay. But the wow. great part of it is, so he gets sentenced by my wife, one of the jurors, to the uh, double life in prison. He was never going to get out of prison. And so, therefore, I used to get letters from him all the time about how he was, I found out this was your wife, and I'm going to get you for this. This is your fault. I shouldn't be in prison at all, but you orchestrated this whole thing, Tom Bernard, and I'm going to get you for this. I mean, put up with that bullshit. You just forward it to Catherine. I said, yeah, you got a letter. (laughs) You got a letter here, honey. This one's for you. Your prisoner friend is looking for you. It's not my fault. So that was a really weird letter. It's terrifying. When the show had... When the show had a like 30 shares, the highest rated show in America, 
that was a very uncomfortable time, I will tell you that. It was, yeah. And you it had, was. yeah, I would say that honestly it was necessity to, to have the arms up. The, like, oh, no, no. you got that right and back in those days. I can't even imagine what that's like. I've never thought about uh, ever having to worry about my kid's safety because of something I've said on air. I've never been that big right. of a person. So I yeah. totally get that. And it's just kind of like but a... you should. I hate to say that, but you should. Yeah? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. In this era, anytime you're in the public eye in any sort of fashion, you should be concerned for your family's safety. Now, why did that happen and how did it happen? Uh, you know, it, I, the internet makes it very yeah, easy good to point. find people's um, property. It's why mm -hmm. celebrities put their property in a trust um, and oh, register yeah. you know, to their lawyer or somebody else. It's, right. It really, honestly, I mean, even in my condo complex, we took off my name, we took off access to the buzzer, we took we took off everything. Good. Yeah. But the more the more successful you are, the more you attract people who hate you. Oh yes. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's I mean, I've read the Day of the Locust. The so general I know. manager. I mean, oh wait a minute, that's a different. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was even it was a rapper Pop Smoke where he was a very private person, but then on social media, he got somebody sent him a gift. Oh, and God. so he like took a picture of the gift and the card with his address happened to be in the oh, background. No. And somebody saw that oh, and waited outside God. his apartment and shot and killed him. So yeah, you, him. Have, yeah you have to be, you yeah. can never be too careful. Jesus, never be too careful. And don't think that you're like too small of a public figure to mm. warrant any Oh no, you're right. You're right about yeah. that. I don't mean to scare you, Britt, but I would Oh no, you're not. I just, it's so funny because I just have a different perspective on things and I just, I understand what you're saying about being vigilant. I also don't live like I'm scared. I don't live like I have to, you know, I, I'm a, I, with my kids around, I'm a little bit more alert, mm -hmm. but I've, I've, I feel very lucky and very blessed Mm. I have lived in in situations and neighborhoods and in, in life that where it feels scary, and I I wouldn't say that I have that same constant alert feeling, and I feel very lucky. That's all. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah? Do I just have those safety precautions even in your? <laughs> I mean, you're talking to somebody who stared at her kid breathing for the first six months. By no means, but oh, I yeah. I work a lot with a psychiatrist, a lot with a psychologist to work on de-escalating my anxiety and nerves. So when I, I kind of zone out when you guys talk about this, not because I'm a monster, but just because I can't go be more alert, Brittany. Like my right. kid's around, she's not gonna, I'm not, mm -hmm. she's not out of sight. Mm -hmm. She's not out of whatever. I mean, there. yeah, but I definitely don't have that, that, that I extra fear for the sake of fear is kind of where I'm trying sure. to deal with letting yeah. go of, that's all. Yeah, you, it's just like life itself. You come for the laughter, you stay for the tears. There you go. That's always been my motto. Kristen, do you have 10 more minutes or do you have to go? Uh, I can I can spare 10. Okay, why don't we take a break, come back and wrap things up, and complain to Kristen. I think it's a great <laughs> idea. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. 
With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years. I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now. Stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads and and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast. My favorite part. That's all I'm having to say. We're just talking about, uh, We, I suppose it would not be ethical to say his name, but Mike was just talking about this physician that he knows. And I went, is that blah, blah, blah? And he goes, yeah. It was wild. Yep. You know, the exact same guy. I've known this guy for like 45 years. And we've both years. known him since he was basically a kid. And yeah. Like you, our yeah. age. You our re- age, yeah. You recognized him because Mike said he said this to me. And you go, is that this guy? And I was yeah. like, that's yeah. wild that you just go, that's his like that's either cadence or what he says. And you're, I was like, dang. And, you know, great. he's the only shrink. I, I haven't known many shrinks, but he's the only one that I've, that I've known who would, you know, he would, he would like say, hey, I got this patient. And um, he's, you know, and I know you have kind of the same problem as he does. How do you work around this? Mm. And, you know, and he's, of course, he, you know, I, I always called him Ron. Right. No, you're right. Absolutely. Like I said, I used to play, I used to play baseball with him. Yeah. 
back in the day. Kristen Burt, nothing but trouble. We know that Always at this trouble. juncture. Mm-hmm. There's no question. And we're just trying to slog through life at this point, let's be honest. I hear you. You know what I mean? Anything <laughs> good happening? kind of crazy. Anything good happening out there? I heard SAG and after is still on strike. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, just, you know, kind of an interesting conversation because I'm like, I really feel like we have completely lost the AI war. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. First of all, SAG yep. and AFTRA left the table last night with the AMPTP. They could not come to any sort of agreement on AI. That was really one of the sticking points. And I just want to tell you what SAG sent us this morning. It's probably in your email box. Tom. Oh, yes. I, I just look and that's why I brought it up because I saw SAG sent me a message. Yeah. So um, they basically said that um, when it comes to AI, um, they're claiming to protect the performer consent. This is the MPTP, <clears throat> but they're continuing to demand consent on the first day of employment for use of a performer's digital replica oh, for God. an entire cinematic universe or any franchise product. Project. Forever? Forever. Yeah. (laughs) And as you and I know, that is the last thing you want. So they want your soul. Yeah. They absolutely want your soul. But guess what? Some celebrities have already sold their soul to Meta. They sold it to Mark Zuckerberg. And if you've been seeing, um, you'll see some of the news. You'll see Kendall Jenner, Snoop Dogg, Paris Hilton, Naomi um, Osaka. They have all sold their likeness for $5 million dollars for two years to create AI generated versions of oh, themselves. No, that's bad. Fan interaction to keep people on the, the Facebook and Instagram platform. Well, everybody you mentioned is a dirt bag. Yeah, I was so. thinking the <laughs> Oh, same they thing. overpaid. Snoop Dogg. Snoop but they, Dogg they did about bag. six he hours of two work. people. Oh, allegedly. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. Okay. Never convicted. <laughs> yeah, he was never convicted. Right. That's true. And he never. hangs out with Martha Stewart. Right. Come on, people. That's also a, a prisoner. Remake. Also a prisoner. Well, let's face Not it, wrong. we've mainstreamed a lot of horrible people. Yeah, we certainly That have. is very true. Um, yeah, but indeed. I was like, if, if, and a lot of these people, a lot of these celebrities are members of SAG after. There's no way that I, I think any of them are not members of the Actors Union. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. literally just took the entire argument and tossed it out the window for five million bucks because I'm like, and yeah. I know that the acting is not any of their main jobs. However, they really, some people get so caught up in their like bubble that they don't understand that by doing that to Mark with Mark Zuckerberg, it's going to give the AMPTP more power to just be like, see, mm-hmm. you've yeah. already lost the fight. It's it's already the train has left the station two years ago. You know, it's so amazing to me. You go to Zuckerberg, you go with that other pain in the ass. What's his name? Microsoft guy. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Those are the most disgusting people on earth. Elon Musk. Elon we'll add another Musk. One. Yeah, let's yeah. add Elon to the mix. Yeah, I mean they're Please. just disgusting people. Yeah. Such is life. Well, and and here's just as my particular perspective of this is I am increasingly going to be trapped between artificial intelligence and genuine ignorance. <laughs> you got it covered. I mean, I don't know where to go with this. I, there's yeah. nowhere to go. I know. No, like, and we're all no. going to be AI affected. That's the other thing. It's not just like, oh, this is just a celebrity issue. This is across the oh, board. Oh, no, 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 it's not. Well, again, I told the story that, and that was 20 years ago when they were, they used my voice on something and I never said the words that, that were said. They literally copied my voice because I cut a commercial and then I had to change one of the lines and I was out of town. Hmm. So they just copied my voice. Somebody else said the words, laid my voice over it. Sounds just like me saying it. And that was 20 years ago. 
Yeah, so think of what they around. can do now. Exactly. It's that was and frightening they can de-age you too if they're like, oh hey, we need you know a thirty-year-old Tom Bernard. Yeah. They can AI generate you, de-age you, and use your voice. <clears throat> this is not good. No, no. I mean, it's nothing terrible. good can come of this. No, nothing good nothing. can come of this. Anything? Oh, you know what? I want to thank you publicly for pushing Catherine and me toward righteous gemstones. It's so funny. It gets better okay. every week. Now we're watching it, you know, little by little. Mm -hmm. But there was a scene last night. It was in season, kind of toward the end of season one. Well, this guy comes out of his room, and apparently he thinks he's fully covered because he's got a shirt on, but he doesn't have any pants on. <laughs> he's Winnie the Pooing. He's Winnie the Pooing. <laughs> and he's standing there talking, and one guy goes, would you go do something about... They... The camera pans back to the guy. You can just see the very head of his penis hanging out under the shirt. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> That's like, what? I have nightmares like that. <laughs> yeah, there you exactly. But you're like, you can just see this little bubble down there. That show like, is so hell? fun. show's phenomenal. It's so good. And then there's that song where they go, Miss Behaven. And it's like actually a good song. And it gets in my head all the time. It's so great. It's, it's an earworm. <laughs> who can be the least religious? I know, <laughs> right? Like... Sister Judy. You know, Sister I... Judy is a monster. She, she was... Accused. There what was a, a guy, one of the kids had like a cast on, and he's like, and she attacked him. She goes, Well, look at you. You let your mom Munchausen you. It was just so funny. <laughs> oh, I was dying laughing. I, I, I just hate to see men of faith mocked like this. Yes, this is true. I do too. This yes. is true. Mega no, churches. So yeah. thank you guys, honest to God, because I had not seen one episode of it. We're watching it now. It is phenomenally funny. Baby Billy. Everybody's in the damn thing. Walton Goggins is amazingly good in that show. So good. Which 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 one is he? Did you ever see Justified? Yeah. He was the evil guy in Justified. Oh, Walton Goggins. I can picture him, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can picture him. But he shows up, somebody's wearing like a hat, and he's got white hair, and then he's got... He just looks different every time yeah. he shows up. Isn't he Baby Billy, Big yeah. Brother Billy? And he's always like, I'm, you can't, you got to have me. I'm Baby Billy. And he's like a grown-up, <laughs> like an old man at this point. And, and then you watch one of these evangelical shows, like on Saturday night yeah. at 11 o'clock. Same story. Same story. It's, it's, oh, it's the same story. They don't even change the sermons on this. It's exactly the same vibe. It's so funny. It's My. just like you know they're raking in cash. Oh, yeah. My favorite of all time, we could close on this one, is when Jimmy Swaggart was discovered doing things he wasn't supposed to be doing. Shocking. And the first thing he does is walks out on a live show on Sunday morning crying, and he puts his hands up at him and goes, God, I've sinned against thee. <laughs> Good thing he's got that direct connection, right? No, he's got right talking right to God. Right to God. Pipeline to God. Pipeline to God. We're good to go. Yeah. Everything's fine. Kristen, Kristen, so Jason Momoa is coming here to like promote his vodka, whatever that he's got going on. But I read a headline where he was accused of on Aquaman two of dressing up as Johnny Depp and trying to get um, Amber Heard fired off of set. Is there any truth what? to this? Yeah, so Variety did a, a deep story. dive article about the mess that was Aquaman 2 and um a lot of the a lot of these allegations came to light out of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard court case. Um but then Variety went a little bit further with them and it turns out that Jason and Amber had no love lost between the two of them. 
And he was, he, she claims that he was antagonizing her by wearing like the same rings as Johnny Depp oh, yeah. and like coming in mm -hmm. on shower just to like kind of like affect her. And he tried to get her fired. But at the time, let's mention this name again, Amber Heard was dating Elon Musk. Oh, oh God. Uh-huh. And Elon Musk threatened Warner Brothers and said, if you try and fire her, I will keep you guys tied up in court forever. So they kept Amber in the role, uh, but the two of them did not get along at all on set. And also, Amber was alleging that Jason was showing up and working drunk all the yeah. time. Well, you know, she, she wasn't with Musk that long, only long enough to, what, have four children? She had one child with him. Again, Grimes. I think everybody he dates has at least one child. Yeah, they by do. Him. Yeah, and several true. of his employees have children by him. Really? Yeah. I'm glad yes. we don't have that rule around here. Am I right? <laughs> they have. Me and his father that. sort of subscribe to this idea that you need to populate the earth. I mean, this right. is why people should sure. not be following Elon Musk like he is, you know, the mm. next coming of Christ because he's a little strange. <laughs> um, yeah. But two of his employees have children by him. I think one of them has a set of twins and it is very, very strange. <laughs> That's weird. I don't think I've ever had sex with anybody I worked with ever. I'm One not more sure high that five having sex. Yeah, by exactly. Let's high five. Let's high five that uh, we're not procreating with exactly. our employees. I, all I can say I is, I think some of them we... are IVF babies. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. where's the HR department in all of this? I know that's weird. Strange. Fine, I'll have all that. your guys' IVF babies. And how are you defining work is what I have to say. That's true. Good point. Because <laughs> it's always work at some point. We have to go. Kristen just ran way over her time. Oh, way it's to go. Terrible. Terrible, I say. Don't forget, mm. Frazier's on tonight, Paramount Plus. It's oh, a great right. show. It's starting go over, isn't it? it? But nobody else is coming, just him, right? Um, yeah, there'll be a couple cameos that you'll see, but there, it's really just him and his new life in Boston. Why didn't his brother want to come back? What happened to him? They decided not to pursue that angle, and I think David Hyde Pierce was too busy on Broadway. I loved him. I, I thought he was he wonderful on that show. So good. Maybe we'll see him. You know, okay. you know, you can entice any guest star with a little bit of money. And hey. the woman, who was the woman again? She was wonderful. Lilith, the BB Newworth, are you thinking? No, no, his no, not her, the other one. Oh, the one on the radio show? Is she on the radio? She's got long, uh, long dark hair. Yeah. Roz? The one that yeah. talks like this, a little bit like that. God, I don't know. But what, what did happen great. to Lilith? What? She's she's making a cameo. She'll be in and out oh, okay. because it focuses in on their son, Freddie. So. Hmm. Can we go, Lily? Thank you very much, <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow, sister. Sounds good. Nice Bye, guys. Time. We'll be back in five minutes. Family show. Miss B Haven.